What's up and welcome inside the SI Gambling Podcast. It's your host, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Joined, as always, my guy, Frankie Fatstacks and Ben Heisler. We will not call him Benjamin. Coming up on the program today, we get ready for week one of the NFL season. Well, we'll take our first look at week one of the NFL season because today is Monday and it's Labor Day. But guess what? Week one is coming up this week, so this is a regular NFL week, so it's time to get time to start getting working on that. Recap what happened in the Kentucky Derby, not to mention we do have some NBA and some Major League Baseball going down. Vegas is whispering. We'll let you know what that says a little bit later on in the program. Thank you, my man. What's up with you? How was your weekend? Tell me about this Derby. Yeah, no, my weekend was great, Corey. I mean, uh, unfortunately, it would have been better if Tiz Law was able to come through, but hats off to uh, Authentic, who uh, was able for Bob Baffert, the 18 horse, was able to take the field virtually wire to wire and put on a tremendous performance. I didn't think that he, I actually believed that he was going to have distance issues, but he showed that at odds of eight to one, he would know, have not have any of those issues, and he was able to take down Tiz Delore and defeat a horse that I actually thought was one of the best derby horses coming into this race and a lot of betters did as well as he went off at odds of four to five but overall case uh guys uh the weekend was extremely lucrative baseball plays once again vegas whispers mlb stayed red hot and hats off to y2 casey my guy casey olsen who's been staying red hot in ufc 16 and one boys in his last 17 and he made us money again this weekend going six and one on the card on saturday so it was great all right, that's my man, Y2KC. Get that good UFC work at SI Pro. Ben, what's going on with you, my man? How's it shaking? Everything's good, boys. Just trying to get myself in order here on Labor Day. I got a bunch of drafts coming up this week. I'm sure you both do as well. It's just busy, busy time over for us at SI Fantasy and SI Fantasy Plus and Pro. But you're right, uh, both of you guys. The fact that uh, we had an outstanding baseball weekend uh, with the Vegas Whispers and then also Casey, man, 16-1 and one in his last two cards, went 6-1 and one this week. And all of it is documented over at SI Fantasy Pro. So the fact that it's less than 20 bucks a month and people are just jumping all over it and just killing the books on this it's pretty impressive time all right well it's now it's time to start to really shake and bake because as you know listen everything we do the nhl the N- the nba major league baseball golf all of that stuff is great but the bread is buttered when it comes to the nfl so let's try to jump in here now and get a couple of quick early observations not really no rock solid picks yet not really no vegas whispers yet but just kind of want to look at a couple of things and let's start off in the nfc north with the green bay packers and the minnesota vikings some old school football this opened up with the Vikings laying three, Ben, right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, the Vikings are laying two and a half, and the total is coming in at 46. Whew. I'm trying to figure out whether or not I'm buying into Minnesota this year, guys. And I'm curious to get your perspective. You are? Okay. So mm-hmm. I think it's an opportunity to try and figure out whether or not a, that second year with Kirk Cousins really buying into that old system is going to work out. Because remember, Kevin Stefanski's gone. And so that new offense is going over to Cleveland. Now it's pretty, or yeah, it is in Cleveland. So pretty similar uh, to what we might expect. But now the book is out that it's extremely run heavy. It's very big on play action. I think Irv Smith Jr. is actually a bit of a sleeper to watch out for. They're going to use more two tight, set, uh, tight end sets with him and Kyle Rudolph. But now, there's no Stefan Diggs, and I think his presence is going to be missed. Justin Jefferson's going to have to take over. And then on the Green Bay side, this is kind of an FU year from Aaron Rodgers, right? He, this is the, the, the tour that he needs to be able to go out and start showcasing what he's really all about. Because if people haven't bought in on Aaron Rodgers yet, they, you saw in the first round they took Jordan Love. 
They had drafted his eventual replacement. They didn't get him any help except get a running back in A.J. Dillon to help try and, and carry the load from Aaron Jones. So both these teams, I'm not necessarily intrigued on, but I, I think if we're looking at the actual matchups coming into this game, uh, I, I'm fading Minnesota a lot this year. I think they were regression candidates, uh, especially with that defense. They lost a bunch of guys uh, from that team. So I think I'm leaning in the direction of Green Bay, at least in the beginning part of the week. I'm rolling with the I'm rolling with the Vikings. I I told I told somebody I told my man Doctor our guy Doctor Roto earlier this week. I'm actually putting a couple dollars down on a prop bet for Kirk Cousin to win the NFL MVP. Frankie, that's how good I feel about Minnesota this year. Wow, well that's that's definitely going out on a limb right there. I I, I can't. That's Corey though. Corey's Corey the one that, that comes out with those fire takes, and we have to think to ourselves, "Ooh, all right, maybe maybe I'm missing something because Corey <laughs> Corey is on board." More than likely, I'm missing something, but I did call Lamar Jackson last year. So what you got, Frankie? Uh, no, I mean that's great. I hope you're getting at least five hundred to one on that happening. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I can get Green Bay plus three and a half right now. I just don't think there's much of a home field advantage for for Minnesota. There's there's not necessarily the type of opportunity and sound that you had in those early Metrodome days. And I think Green Bay is going to come out trying to want to prove something, especially with Rodgers this year. So right now, I'm leaning on the underdog, especially if you can get Green Bay at plus three and a half. Got that hook with it, Frankie. Yeah, it, you did. You did get that hook eventually, you know, opening here in Vegas. It opened yeah. at three and a half. Now we're seeing a two and a half around almost all shops around town. And I'll be honest, guys, I'm not so sure that that's not something where a lot of the public money was coming in early uh, with uh, Green Bay looking to maybe grab that hook that you guys are highlighting. And I actually agree with Corey. I think that this game will probably go close, probably close closer back to a full field goal. Well, if I don't believe that's going to creep back up to three and a half right now because Aaron Rodgers obviously is on the other side of the ball but for me it's probably going to be right now unless I see some you know my guys out here that we follow with the Vegas Whisper Sharps jump on that it's actually going to be a stay away for me let's stay in the NFC North the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions at Ford Field opened up with the Lions laying one pushed up to the Lions laying one and a half that total that I'm looking at right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook is 44 Ben I'll come to you first on this one Lions lane one and a half against the Chicago Bears and MVP Mitch. No, sir, you won't take my money on this one. I'm not. I'm not touching this. I will not lay. Not. I will. I do want to see some DeAndre Swift. Other than that, I'm not looking at this. Yeah, I mean, as a Bears fan, I'll probably watch the game. I don't oh, think I have a whole lot of interest in betting it. Yeah. I didn't mean to make fun of Mitch Trubisky. Oh, please. I make fun of Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Listen, I, I live in Kansas City, okay? I'm from Chicago. I live in Kansas City. I've been here for the last six and a half years. And so now I live in the city where they have the best quarterback in the league. The Chiefs are going to be a dynasty for the next 10, 15 years. My wife is a diehard Chiefs fan. So she just gives me grief every single day about having to watch this bum Trubisky go out and attempt to start games knowing that the Bears should have been the team to draft Patrick Mahomes, but that's that's a conversation for another they day. They should have drafted Luca too. Oh my bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. Oh, just pain right now as a Chicago sports fan. I, I think this line is intriguing only in the sense that, you know, Mitch Trubisky has actually played well over the course of his career against the Lions. Although a lot of quarterbacks have played really well against the Lions over the course of their career. The Lions have not been a particularly good team. And they play a lot of man-to-man defense. And for whatever reason, that seems to be the, the type of defensive coverage that Trubisky actually can see because he can't diagnose any other 
sort of hidden blitzes. So I think the Bears actually have a chance to go ahead and, and win this game as an underdog. I'm still probably staying away from it uh, just because I know that the Bears have a lot of time to game plan. I still think Matt Nagy can coach, uh, but it just doesn't feel like because of the Lions being that team on the rise, uh, Trubisky sort of winning this weird quarterback battle that I don't know if he necessarily deserved to win. Probably a stay away from me, but if I had to choose, I'd probably take the Bears as underdogs. Uh, Frankie, this is right here. Come on. I, I know, the, I know the, the dudes out in Vegas on the strip, Frankie. Stay too smart to bet on this, right? Yeah, I would think so right now, Corey. But I'll be honest with you, myself personally, I have a strong lean towards the Detroit Lions. I actually have Matthew Ooh, strong. Yeah, because I have Matthew Stafford as one of as my comeback player of the year, and I've already gotten down on him in that market. And I believe that he's actually primed for a big year with Kenny Galladay and uh, Marvin Jones. And you know, listen, my guy Carry On Johnson from the University of Auburn. I believe that you know he's, he he could actually really surprise some people. He's shown flashes. His issue is he's never been able to stay healthy. We know that DeAndre Swift has already had uh, injury issues. That's probably one of the reasons why they signed Adrian Peterson, the aging veteran, to come in and possibly, you know, you know, get maybe 10 to 15 carries a game or maybe 8 to 10 carries a game right now. But on Johnson is going to be a sleeper right now, especially if DeAndre Swift can't get healthy in the early going because we know that rookies, you know, struggle early on. But right now at home, I know that there's, there's a, you know, not going to be very many fans and everything, but this is more a play against Mitch Trubisky being named the starter and my strong uh, tendency to believe that Matthew Stafford is going to have a monster bounce back year. For me right now, I would be willing to lay the one and a half with the Lions in week one. Interesting stuff right there. The books could be beating up the public in week one. Let's be very, very careful with your ducats. The Colts and the Jaguars, another 1 p.m. Eastern time start on Sunday, opened up six and a half being laid by the Colts, pushed up past the seven. Now seeing some eight pops around. Do got an eight on the DraftKings Sportsbook. 44 is the total I'm looking at, Ben. Um, that boy, it's a, 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 over a touchdown is a big number for week one. It is for for week one, and I'm still trying to figure out sort of how that fit is going to be with Philip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts. I'm a big fan of it because I think if you look at some of the overall metrics that we saw last year with the Chargers, Philip Rivers is a slow lumbering dude, right? And he had no time to throw behind a bad offensive line. I think it was the fifth fewest amount of seconds uh, amongst all quarterbacks in the NFL for Rivers to be able to get the ball out downfield. Remember, he had good wide receivers over at the Chargers. You know, Mike Williams, when he was healthy, was still a, a decent production type guy for Philip Rivers. You had Austin Eckler, who put out a breakout season. Keenan Allen, over the last three years, has put up wide receiver one type numbers in fantasy. And by the way, he's going all the way in the fourth round because of the slow pace of Tyrod Taylor in that offense, changing it up. So I still kind of look at Philip Rivers in this offense with a great offensive line as being really, really exciting. And I think the cheat or the the Colts are warranted. Uh, as seven-point favorites, even when we don't know much about these teams, even when we haven't seen uh, much of any sort of preseason. Uh, but I just think the Jaguars are bad, and I do think that they're going to put up some points on the offensive side of the ball. Gardner Minshew is going to have to throw a ton. DJ Chark, one of the more underrated fantasy wide receivers in the NFL. So I actually think that's a really good line, and I'll probably stay away from it. I think, if anything, I might consider going ahead and taking Jacksonville uh, and betting them live, knowing that they might have an opportunity to try and come back in this game after the Colts might have put them away and possibly close in on a higher number and backdoor a little bit. What's the trick on this one, Frankie? And well, I'll be honest, guys. I spoke to one of my sources here at a major book in Vegas, and he said that right now, 67% of the tickets being written right now and all the money is on Jacksonville. But he also highlighted to me that this line opened at 
the Colts laying seven here in Vegas. The line has actually steamed in the opposite direction, now up to eight. So we saw this with the Clippers when we gave that out, and that's been a strong angle that a lot of people really need to be paying attention to is when all the money is going on one side, yet the line steams in the other direction. I actually would probably believe that the Indianapolis Colts potentially may be a Vegas Whispers target. I'm not really sure right now, but for me right now, you have to be looking and taking note of that, that right now it looks like the Colts with the line moving in the opposite direction and all the money going on Jacksonville, the Colts look like the side in week one, boys. Reverse steam, it's what it's called. Now let's reverse gears and head to the AFC East where the Miami Dolphins take on the new-look New England Patriots. Ben Cam Newton and the boys open up laying seven, settling at the six right now for the New England Patriots. This is another really fun one, right? Because you got the rematch of Week 17 where the Dolphins and Ryan Fitzpatrick knocked the Patriots out of that number one seed. So that let in, or excuse me, the number two seed. So that allowed the Kansas City Chiefs to get the bye week. The Patriots got eliminated by the Titans in the first round of the wild card. So in theory, you might be looking at it as sort of this is an opportunity for the Patriots to get their payback against Miami. Um, and I also think having more opportunity to scheme up against Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, presents a really strong opportunity for New England to take the ball away. Remember, Fitzpatrick put up some solid fantasy numbers, but he's still prone to taking the ball and turning it over. I, I love New England in this game. I, I think wherever the line ends up currently being at I think seven is more than fair because I think that defense is still one of the best defenses in the NFL I think they're really good at forcing turnovers that's what Fitzpatrick is typically known to do uh, so they might hang around for the first half but in the second half I could see this being uh, just a bloodbath from New England side they're going to run the ball with Cam Sony James White whoever it might end up being uh, Damian Harris might end up missing this game but I still think New England is in a really strong spot as a favorite this week and again it's because of that defense likely turning over Ryan Fitzpatrick Patrick in the second half. So yeah, I'll take New England, and especially if it's a close game at halftime, then I'll probably even bet again on the Patriots to go ahead and win outright. Ryan Fitz magic, Frankie. Yeah, I, it's tough to back Ryan Fitzpatrick on the road, but I mean, this is a different, this is a completely different animal, as we know, guys. There'll be no fans in the stands, so it's going to be interesting to see how much of an advantage New England really has at home. Um, and now with no fans in the stands, does it make it easier for the Patriots to maybe steal signals from the other side because there's really no fans <laughs> to distract them? Uh, but I'll, I'll be honest, guys. I think you, I think you, I think Ben has hit on it um, tremendously. I think you guys are both spot on. I think the Patriots will probably be one of the number one most played public plays of week one, just because of everyone always looking to back the Patriots at home and a line that looks like it's kind of short right now. I think the value may be found if guys like Ben and other people out there or the public continue to go and they put and they get, they grab this six and a half before it goes to a full seven. And if they can actually push this number to seven and a hook, then I think the value then is on Fitzpatrick. I think the Dolphins will be a, a strong value play and be a target of the Sharps if this line was to move through that prime number of seven and give you that hook. But right now, I think that the Patriots are just a strong public play. Right now, let's get to the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team. Carson Wentz, Dwayne Haskins, old school NFC East rival. Right now, we see Philadelphia laying the six. The total is coming in at 43. That total is looking like it's bouncing around a little bit. We'll see where it lands up a little bit later on in the week, Ben. But here you go, Ben. A little bit of old school NFC East football, Eagles in Washington. 
Yeah, I'm looking at this game, and normally I'm, I'm a proponent of what the Eagles have done over the last few years. I like them to beat out Dallas last year, and that ended up coming to fruition. I just think they're a smart, a progressive coaching staff in a front office that has embraced analytics, embraced a lot of the numbers. So that's a team that usually I want to go ahead and back most of the time, but not this week. Uh, Carson Wentz is number one wide receiver. Jalen Rieger likely going to be out for this game. In fact, he might probably miss the first few games after making uh, that tackle in practice that cost him a shoulder injury and that was a big blow to my fantasy sleeper of the year uh, I, I just feel like this is a good opportunity to, to take on Washington Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaren I think are actually going to have a pretty solid season together McLaren one of the fastest rising fantasy players this year I, I think he's due for a monster year uh, with the two of them playing together so Washington at home uh, there's finally some good vibes behind that organization uh, now that their president is out perhaps Daniel Snyder may eventually be out as well Ron Rivera entering in his first year I, I think they're going to use Antonio Gibson really well against the Eagles they've been a bit of a pass funnel defense over the course of the last few years so I'm intrigued by Washington I don't know if they'll necessarily win guys but I certainly think they can cover the six points Frankie is do you think it's going to be enough when we get closer to game time on Sunday will it be enough public backing Philadelphia to push Washington to seven and a half no I don't believe so because I think okay. there's an important angle that we, we need to highlight here Beware of the home dog in the NFL. That's a mm. huge. That's a huge angle. A team getting more than six points at home is been incredibly popular and incredibly, uh, you know, a money maker. Yeah, profitable. Definitely all over the place, Corey. You hit it right on the head. I couldn't think of that word. But right now, right now, we're seeing over seventy percent of the money is on the Philadelphia Eagles. Yet that line opened here in Vegas at six and a hook. It's down to six in some shops. Once again, that reverse steam is rearing its ugly head. But you have to be careful with these lines right now because you just really don't know. Is the is the home dog in the NFL going to be live in COVID-19 in 2020 with no fans in the stands? Everything is a complete, an animal of a completely different nature right now, fellas. So it's going to be interesting to see where these lines really move and how much these lines really move because I think that there's going to be a lot of action, but the action is going to come really late because betters are not going to want to be left on a lurch. I believe that a lot of the money is that you're going to want to see and a lot of the sharp money, it's going to come late and super late like we're seeing in Major League Baseball because a lot of those betters out there, the sharp betters, are not going to be willing to lay numbers and lay point spreads right now and then find out on Sunday morning that maybe their star quarterback or one of the star players has been announced out due to COVID-19. So I think what we're going to see we're going to see a lot of line movements but we're not going to see them until real real late on Sundays Browns and Ravens over there in the good old AFC North Lamar Jackson Marquise Brown looking to have big breakout seasons Baker Mayfield Odell Beckham looking to have bounce back seasons this game is in Baltimore right now opened up it's eight and a half the number I'm looking at right now Ben is the um excuse me is um the number I'm looking at, I gotta find the number. How about that? <laughs> well, see, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it as Browns currently plus eight and a half. In some shops, there's I also the Ravens eight, yeah. that have it as minus seven and a half. Um, but if I can still get it, Cleveland at, at plus eight and a half, that's probably the early direction that I'm leaning in at this point. It's probably ultimately gonna be a stay away because I think Lamar and this Ravens offense is so good, so consistent. Uh, I'm not necessarily worried about much regression, uh, even though he's my number two fantasy quarterback behind Pat Mahomes this year. Uh, 
I just think Cleveland's going to be better. And I think they're going to be a little bit more of a complete team. They're really good at play action, especially with Kevin Stefanski. That was a system that he used in Minnesota. Uh, Corey, I know you've talked about Nick Chubb constantly on hey. the SI Fantasy Podcast. I know you're feeling about him. Uh, but I just think Baker is going to be better this year. And I think Odell Beckham is going to be much better this year. And finally, you know, Cleveland, after getting all that hype and all that love a season ago, might have an opportunity to be a bit under the radar this year. And I actually think that plays to their advantage. So at the moment, my first lean is Cleveland plus eight and a half, but I just don't feel confident enough to go ahead and make that bet, at least at the beginning of the week. Frankie, I want to get your thoughts on this, on that side too, but look at this. I want to show you something that I'm seeing on, on this total. Uh, opens up 48 and a half. What I'm looking at right now on DraftKings, still sitting at 48 and a half, 99% of the money coming in on the over at some of the shops in Jersey, right? But the line hasn't moved. Is that, is that a line freeze? Or is it yeah. too early in the week for that? I think it's just too early in the week. Most likely what you're seeing there is night when you have when you have a number that has that kind of high consensus or that kind of high percentage, it's probably because of the fact that they've taken about four bets on the entire game on that total. And okay. it's just it's just not willing to move. So that's why you're seeing that. They've probably gotten, you know, it's 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 not really anything that's quite indicative that betters really should be paying attention to. That's the reason why you're getting that. And it's week one. And like we said, a lot of these lines and a lot of these totals are coming out late because a lot of the sports books and the odds makers weren't willing to take a lot of the action because they didn't know what was really going to be happening because they still don't know. I mean, there's a lot of uh, odds makers that I've spoken to behind the books here, and they're a little bit concerned and they're worried about uh, the NFL and how it's really going to take effect because if they have a strong position and they need they need a certain side and then that side you know, becomes more advantageous against them. Like, let's just say that a perfect example, let's just say that there there's money coming in on the Ravens and a lot of people are laying eight or eight and a half in that opening number. And then come Saturday or Sunday, all of a sudden Baker Mayfield is announced out due to COVID-19. That number is going to go to like 15, 16, 17. If I had to say off the top of your head, boys, we're all fantasy players. If Baker Mayfield's out, who's on the center week one? I feel what you're saying, but here's the thing. Let's not be afraid of something that hasn't happened yet. You feel what I'm saying? Well, listen, when you're talking about big money and you're talking about sports books, they're always concerned about the what if factor. And right now, due to COVID-19, we've seen it in other sports. Star players have been affected by this. And football may have, you know, the opportunity is there for it to happen even more so. They're not going to be operating in a bubble. That's number one. Number two, you're talking about guys where they're not going to be really distanced where, you know, in hockey, yes, you're checking, but a lot of times you're not really, you're trying to avoid the contact. In football, contact is really made. In basketball, you're trying to avoid contact. In baseball, possibly outside of golf, you know, baseball is the most distant sport that's out there and they've had issues. So, all these things stack up against the NFL not being able to be successful in avoiding the COVID-19. So hopefully you're right, Corey. Hopefully it's not something we're facing. But I think it's something that it's a realistic thing that all sports books are concerned about. Because when you're talking about millions on the line, you're talking about something that's going to concern sports books when that you're talking about seven, eight figures on a game. By the way, if you're Marcus Smart, you're really trying to avoid contact, right, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills. Let's get into this one. AFC East battle going down in Buffalo. At the Buffalo Bills opening up this one as a six and a half point favorite. 39 and a half, Ben, is the total on this one. The Buffalo Bills, a lot of people think they're going to be the division champions in the AFC East this year. 
Yeah, I don't blame them for thinking that. That's a top-tier defense, probably a top-three, top-five defense in the NFL. Tredavious White just got uh, Frankie's fat stacks. He got a nice new contract extension. Uh, And there are some thoughts that maybe Josh Allen could have that type of Cam Newton MVP-type season, maybe not necessarily have the type of yardage that Cam had, but you know what Josh Allen is good at is getting opportunities and volume through the ground, getting a bunch of rushing touchdowns. And if you actually look at the trajectory of Josh Allen over the first couple of years compared to Cam, it's actually been pretty solid. So I don't necessarily think it's completely out of play for Josh Allen. Remember, he was the quarterback six in fantasy in 2019, and that's a guy that still continues to fly a bit under the radar in more casual leagues. So if you're waiting on a quarterback and it's like round 10, round 11, and Josh Allen's still uh, sit, you know, hanging around in Buffalo in a weak division, that might be a guy that has the potential to win you your league. As far as betting this game, guys, I don't know if there's necessarily a whole lot that I want with it right now. I'm trying to figure out what exactly you're going to get from the Jets. They were one of those teams that would just play like dog crap one week and then go ahead and play really well at home the following week. They're on the road at Buffalo, but again, you're not dealing with the crowds this year. Uh, So at least sort of from my perspective, I think a lot, at least last time I checked, there's a bunch of money currently actually on the Jet side. At plus seven, Frankie, I don't know if that's what your sources are telling you as well. I just people, I just think people want to fade the Jets when the reality is the Jets might be one of those teams that kind of hangs around, maybe doesn't win a lot of games, but probably covers a handful of times as well. So again, gun to my head, I'd probably lean Jets here in a divisional game in week one, but I just don't feel confident in either of them to make a pick right now. What we got, Frank? I'll be honest with you guys. I, 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 there's no way under any circumstances I would ever put my hard-earned money behind an Adam Gase coach team. <laughs> There's just no shot. No shot. I wouldn't bet the Jets with your money. I would, <laughs> Thank I would, you. If, if you guys sent me money and said, get, get down on me in Vegas up for the Jets, I wouldn't even do it for you. I would, I would, there's just no way I, I can't physically walk up to the counter and bet and say the words, New York jets bet, please. I just, I can't do it. You know, if Adam Gase is in charge, there, there's just no shot. And let's look at it guys from a realistic point of view as well. The New York jets are suffering right now from a tremendous injury bug at the wide receiver position. There's a chance that the starting wide receivers could be Berrios and, and maybe, you know, even Chris Hogan off the scrap heap this week, because the jets really don't have healthy bodies as Denzel Mims is nursing injuries. Jamison Crowder is nursing injuries. And we already know that the Jets are going to play yo-yo tricks because of uh, Adam Gase with uh, Le'Veon Bell. And if we go to the defensive side of the ball, the Jets are going to be extremely handicapped this year. I would not be surprised if the New York Jets do not finish with a top five one of the one of the worst defenses in all of football. They lost C.J. Mosley, who opted out of the season due to COVID concerns, and they traded away their franchise player. Yes, I said that. They traded away their franchise player. I know that everyone's going to say that Sam Darnold is the franchise, but Sam Darnold still hasn't proven what, what um, Jamal Adams has, and Jamal Adams was their franchise, and he was the heart of that team, and he was the heart of that defense. The Jets are going to have problems on the defensive side of the ball. I would not be surprised if this line doesn't steam past seven and a hook Come game time. If it does stay under, I would not be surprised if it's actually not a play of Vegas whisper shops who look to fade Adam Gase as well because they did that a lot in certain spots last year and it was extremely profitable. Yes, the Jets did surprise some people, but against the spread at certain times, they were completely blown out. One of the biggest plays the shops made all of last year was was actually taking the Ravens against the Jets in the first half, and that play came through handily as Lamar Jackson steamrolled the Jets in that game on a Thursday night. 
The Las Vegas Raiders and the Carolina Panthers, the Matt Rule era, begins down in Charlotte. The Carolina Panthers are a home dog, Ben, getting three and a half, getting three and the hook versus the Raiders who are traveling from the West Coast. Hmm. Normally, this is one of those situations where I love to go against those West Coast teams traveling for the early game. But I just don't know anything about Carolina this year. I don't know what their coaching staff is going to look like. I don't know what Matt Rule is going to institute as far as using Christian McCaffrey. One of the things that scared me off the most, guys, and part of the reason that Saquon Barkley ended up being my number one fantasy back over Christian McCaffrey this year over at SI Fantasy and SI Fantasy Plus was because... In with the Giants, they were going to fully embrace Saquon Barkley. Jason Garrett was going to come in, and nobody gets excited about a Jason Garrett offense unless you're a Saquon Barkley fantasy manager because you know that that guy is going to get the rock a ton. Matt Rule, on the other hand, talked about the amount of volume that Christian McCaffrey has gotten over the last few years in Carolina and talked about ways to try and make it a little bit more efficient, maybe remove some of his snaps. And from a fantasy level, that has me a bit concerned. From a gambling level, if you're betting Carolina, you want McCaffrey on the field as much as humanly possible. Uh, I'm of the belief that the Raiders aren't going to be particularly good this year. I actually do like Carolina's offense quite a bit. I think Teddy Bridgewater has a chance to be a a bit of an under-the-radar quality quarterback this year with a bunch of different weapons in the in the passing game with McCaffrey with Robbie Anderson to stretch the field DJ Moore is probably a top seven fantasy wide receiver and Curtis Samuel still hanging around as well you have Ian Thomas at the tight end to back things up as well so Carolina's gonna have good offense they may not stop anybody in fact if I was looking at this game I'd probably consider going on the total as opposed to the actual spread Right now, I think that number comes in at, let's see, uh, 47. I think it's actually gone up to to 48 in some places. So um, maybe I might take a look at the total for this one, Frankie. What about you? I actually lean the Raiders here. If you're going to give me uh, all the, you know, several months for John Gruden to prepare, I think that you're going to see Henry Ruggs III utilized in a tremendous way. I think they're going to try to, you know, use their new shiny weapon and use his speed and actually utilize him from what I'm being told out here from Vegas guys is the Raiders are actually going to be looking to use Henry Ruggs III in similar fashion to the way that the Chiefs use Tyree Kill. He's going to be used in the slot. He's going to be peppered with tons of targets. We already know that they have a star running back in Josh Jacobs, who's on the rise. We know that they have one of the best tight ends in all of football in Darren Waller. I think that Carolina does have upside, you know, as the season progresses, but their roster is just devoid of real NFL talent at a lot of the major positions. And I think that the, you know, one of them is going to be at the defensive back. I think that the Raiders wide receivers and their tight ends and the passing game is really going to exploit the weakness in the Carolina secondary. I think that La Vega, the Raiders here will roll in week one. I think it's going to be one of the most interesting contests on the slate in week one. See how it plays out. Be very careful betting against Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is not a guy that goes out there and lose, and he's pretty decent against the spread as a quarterback, as a starting quarterback as well. Speaking of against the spread, in the beginning of last season and at the end of the season before that, there was nobody worse than the spread against the spread than the Atlanta Falcons. You can always count on betting against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons have been money burners for the better part of two years. And then the middle way, and then halfway through the season last year, something changed. And the Atlanta Falcons actually became a very good team, ATS. And now we got a situation where the Atlanta Falcons are at home for the Seattle Seahawks. Falcons getting one and a half. Ben, Mm. I love it. I'm money lining the Falcons. I'm laying that down on Monday. Take it to the window, Ben. Falcons money line. 
I'm with you, Corey. I actually think this is a great opportunity for Atlanta to get off the schneid from all the struggles that they had over the last couple of years. Their offense is fantastic. And what we saw at the end of the season last year is that their defense was able to keep Dan Quinn's job. So if there's any sort of positive momentum that rolls in from a season ago, a team that actually can feel pretty good about themselves after starting off terribly, I think it might be Atlanta. And it's a good test against Seattle. That was a bad defense last year, but they made some upgrades, uh, certainly on in the secondary uh, for Seattle. And I think Atlanta might have a chance to go ahead and play really well in this game. They're at home. Calvin Ridley's the real deal. I know, Frankie, you think you're, he's going to uh, surpass Julio Jones as the number one wide receiver this year. Uh, that's a, a pretty tall order to be able to make that happen, but I don't rule it out of the realm of possibility. So yeah, why not? Let's go ahead and take Atlanta. If you can get them at plus two, great. Certainly I'll be curious to see where that line ends up moving on this game, but uh, yeah, money line at home. I think that makes a lot of sense as well, Corey. I, I, and, and, and Frankie, Frankie fast act. I'm not, I, I, I got to go to the window with your, with, with, with your vote of confidence, right? Listen, you, 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 we highlighted it earlier, guys. This is a, uh, another example of a home dog, you know, scenario. But, you know, it's just tough. I, listen, I love uh, Matt Ryan this year. Obviously, you know, it's, it's important that we highlight that the, the odds makers believe in them as well. Because right now, Matt Ryan is a co-favorite in the most passing yards market with Patrick Mahomes. You heard that nice. right. He is actually the co-favorite now. You so know who's means- third, by the way? Jared Goff of the LA Rams. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Well, listen, with, 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 that offense, with that offensive line, I don't know if he stays upright long enough to be able to, 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 to stay there. But, you know, it, it's going to be difficult, you know. But we know that the Rams always have a dynamic offense. But the problem is that offensive line has really handcuffed them over the last, you know, 18 games or so because asked Todd Gurley. He couldn't find a hole to, to, to run through if his life depended on it. But I'll be honest with you guys. If you look through a lot of these things right now, it's tough. Because I do, I, my early lean is to agree with you guys, but it's always difficult for me to fade Russell Wilson. That guy is just as clutch as it comes, and they seem to win these kind of close games. Seattle winning by a field goal wouldn't be out of the realm of ordinary. So for me, this right now, with the way the line is right now, I think this, the line is on the money, and it would probably be a stay away from me. All right, here we go. That is the 1 p.m. Eastern time start. Got a chance to get a quick look at that. We'll come back later on in the week, take a look at the 4 o'clocks. And, of course, Sunday night football with America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. My Dallas Cowboys, might I add. Let's get to some NBA action, the Celtics and the Raptors, the all-important Game 5. We are here at the Game 5. Ben, it looked like the Celtics had this one wrapped up. They come into tonight laying one versus the Raptors. The total is sitting at... 212. I will give my humble opinion first. I don't think the Raptors can beat the Celtics three games in a row. Hmm. And you know what? I, I think a lot of the books actually tend to. Well, actually, no, I take that back. A lot of the books are actually disagreeing with you um, because you have there's a lot of money coming in. Uh, according to uh, one particular site, uh, 80% of the money compared to 61% of the bets are on Boston. So I think I got confused myself, Corey. So that does actually agree with you. You're taking Boston tonight. Uh, right now, the line has actually moved from Boston plus one to to minus one for Boston. So basically a pick them at this point, but you've seen a lot of positive movement for Boston over in Vegas as well as some of the other sports books. So you're right. I, I think Boston is upset. They're really disappointed. I, I get what happened in sort of that hangover game on uh, from a couple nights ago in game four to even up the series. I know Toronto's feeling a little bit better about themselves, but really they should be thankful that they're still alive in this series. So I'm going to go with you. I, I think Boston has the opportunity to go ahead and get it done tonight in game five. And I will go ahead and lean with Boston uh, at minus one. I feel very confident in it. 
right, Frankie, when you see movement like that, when the team goes from plus one to minus one, does that signal anything to you? Yeah, flip-floppers are usually a little bit of a dangerous sign to me, honestly. When I see a team in where I see when, you know, we're highlighting right now when a team when a spread inverts like this, I actually tend to go to that original side. I would actually be looking at Toronto. That's interesting stuff because you would think that they set that number there for a reason. That total sitting at 212. This whole game is going to be a stay away from me. I'm not I'm not losing no more games in this series. I've made up my mind. So I'll be staying away from this one. But what I will be jumping on tonight, Ben, they're not going to get me again. Because one thing I've always said this, the Los Angeles Clippers do not lose back-to-back games. And after the Clippers lose, they normally hammer their next opponent. The Clippers are laying nine tonight. The public's on the Nuggets. You know what that means. Yeah, the public is on the Nuggets, but we've actually seen the odds move in favor of LA. Open up at minus seven and a half. They are currently minus eight and a half. So yes, you're right. Nine. I got a oh, nine. You're seeing, oh, you're seeing nine. Okay, so even more of a reason to maybe consider the Clippers. Remember, in game one, this game was tied at 31, and then the Clippers just blitzed Denver the rest of the way. I think if I'm going to go ahead and bet this game, I'm probably going to do it live. I think it'll be close maybe in the first half, possibly even the first quarter, and then that's when I'll jump on the Clippers for the rest of the way. Maybe I can get them at minus four, maybe even minus four and a half. Uh, If Denver gets off to a solid lead, maybe I jump on it early, but I I love live betting the NBA guys just because I feel like sometimes these lines can be all over the place versus when we start to move things along, I feel like I can get a much more reasonable number. I. All right, Frankie. This this is the same reverse theme from last week, right? Yeah, it really is. But I'll be I'll be honest. Here, I'm a little bit more hesitant because of the way that Jamal Murray is playing right now. I just I'm not willing to get in front of that that steamroll right now. That that train is just absolutely phenomenal, and this number could be inflated the wrong way right now. I do agree that the Clippers will bounce back, but I'm worried about getting backdoored late in that game. That number is getting higher and higher, and it's as you know. But like you said, all the money is coming on Denver, so the the plate my lean would be to back the Clippers. I agree, but Jamal Murray right now just just makes it me a, a complete stay away right now. Interesting stuff right there. I am going to money line. I'm going to do a money line parlay where I'm going to money line the Clippers and I'm going to money line them with the next game that we're talking about. A little bit of college football action tonight. I'm going to money line them with BYU with bringing Brigham Young University. BYU and Navy play in college football tonight. And Frankie, I just just want to go through the numbers and try to see what you think when you when you see numbers shaking out like this? This is kind of the situation that we were looking at before, uh, in, in a couple of contests we talked about earlier, where this game opened up as Navy is a three point favorite. Now we've seen BYU as a one point favorite. Yeah, there's significant steam on this game, and it's been it's been towards that BYU side that you you highlighted. This game in Vegas opened at minus three, and the total late was opening at, opened at fifty two and a half. We now see it sitting currently at some shops around town at forty eight and forty eight in the hook. And I'll be honest, guys, there's a lot of move and a lot of money right now that's steamrolling in on BYU and the under that appears to be the steam side. But I'm just not so sure. I mean, Navy right now. I mean, they do have a, a better offense in my opinion right now so I mean I think the spread was was correct there but it's 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 early and as we see right now in college football as well as many of the other sports if you're following line moves right now you're going to get your head handed to you because these line moves often involve a lot of fakes and um, I've also heard from around places and this is you know some inside stuff for our SI gambling listeners get at Vegas books 
and a lot of the sh- uh, books around town and including around the country are now starting to look at people looking at line moves and they're moving lines in the opposite direction of where they're seeing their money. Pump yes, you heard it. Yes, they, pump they are. Pump fake it. Exactly. <laughs> and they are leaving betters in a lurch because right now, if Major League Baseball betters who haven't been following Vegas Whispers plays have been betting by by line moves as well as in the NBA. You guys would probably know it as well. You would be getting crushed at the windows. The books are beating up the public right now because a lot of people play line moves. And if you're playing line moves, they're playing games with you. So be careful on that angle, boys. All right, so here we go. Before we get to the Vegas Whisperers MLB plays tonight for my man Frankie Fastex, I want to make sure everybody signs up for SI fantasy pro you get your dfs you get your sports bet and as far as the books pump faking i'm not gonna let a 70 year old man euro step on me what vegas whispers is telling you tonight frankie <laughs> all right guys there's three plays on the board tonight and those are uh it, there's one game the first game on the board would be the uh 908 on your rotation that would be the seattle mariners going a little bit further down the list you'll find the tampa bay uh rays game 911 in the rotation at plus a dollar 11 going up against the washington nationals tampa bay is the side of the sharps there and finally the third and final play for vegas whispers uh for Monday on this Labor Day would be game 922 in the rotation. That would be the San Francisco Giants laying $1.19 at home to the Arizona Diamondbacks. All right, there you go right there. That's all the good information we need to get you rocking and rolling and send you into your Labor Day Monday and put a couple dollars in your pockets for Tuesday morning. My main man, Ben Heisler and Frankie Fastax. I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive of the SI Gambling, Gambling Podcast. Subscribe, like, Come back again tomorrow. We got some more good stuff for you right here on SI Fan, excuse me, SI Gambling Podcast. We out.